The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl Podcast. I am your host, Kristen. I really hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. I am still pondering some of those stories. Just outstanding. Just outstanding and wonderful to be able to speak with Jim. And today's episode is going to be no exception. My guest today is also an excellent storyteller who has had some bone-chilling and odd experiences with the paranormal and is also an old buddy and co-worker of mine. We used to work at the Samuel French Bookstore in Hollywood together. Um, you know those kind of people who you, you come across in life and you just feel like you've known them before and you could just talk about anything. Yeah, that's this guy. Um, so I, I get to kick my, my boots off a little bit for, for today's episode and I, I'm really excited to share that with you. Let's do a quick word from our sponsor and then we are going to get right to it. Support for the Paranormal Girl podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. The leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming have already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code PNG and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. I just follow Lee around the house now saying, Oh, look at that beard! (laughs) I am so thankful he continues to put up with me. Uh, I wanted to talk today about the Beard Accessory Pack, which comes included when you purchase the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And it includes the double-sided comb, the beard scissors, and the brush. That is the accessory pack. Um, These might be things that the ordinary beard wearer might not think about or, or, or think about how important they actually are, but they really do help to round out the whole experience. And my partner's opinion is that they are super sweet. And I'm like, Lee, use your words. And he said, and I quote, I use the shit out of the brush and scissors, end quote. I don't know if he's listened to any of the recent episodes. I'm actually unaware if he knows that I'm just literally reporting what comes out of his mouth. (laughs) Um, Some things that I learned about these items that I thought were super sweet and I wanted to share. The dual-sided comb is beechwood and naturally anti-static. The stainless steel beard scissors have an adjustable tension screw. 
So too loose, too taut, no problemo. Just adjust it however you want. You have the power, dudes. And the boar bristled beard brush brings best beard back, baby. <laughs> and it does a whole lot of other things, too. Things you, you just don't even think about. It exfoliates, cleanses, stimulates, massages, distributes moisture and oil, as I have mentioned before, tames, defrizzes, shapes, shines a lot, <laughs> like I said. Gets you some stimulation. Gets you some distribution. Go get you all of the things that you need for the full chin-chiseling experience and save 20% off and get free shipping when you use code PNG at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code PNG. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. My guest is an actor, artist, peace seeker, and keeper, and an activist with some spooky stories to share. Our discussion really went to some places I was not expecting, but sometimes those are some of the best conversations that you can have. We talk haunted places of work, ghostly children, sensitivities to subtle shifts that might key you into a paranormal environment, releasing past trauma, a shadow person even makes an appearance. Please enjoy my conversation with Tim Coltus. So, yeah, so how, how have you been? What have you been up to in, uh, in La La Land? In La La Land, the same as usual, just pursuing uh, acting things. Um, what's interesting is that uh, there's been more, I feel like there's been more scripts or more stories based around this kind of genre, maybe of either paranormal or like space, uh, you know, things that uh, I remember seeing before, which is kind of exciting and terrifying because I feel like the space things I'm all about, like growing up like a Star Wars kid, I, I'm like, whoa, that would be so great to be a part of the story that's like, you know, exploring those different things. And then the paranormal stuff, I'm not the biggest like horror fan or things. So I feel like that stuff I am very hesitant with because I feel like once you kind of like are in that uh, arena that uh, it starts attracting more and more. And I'm kind of like, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, are you? So you're of the opinion, like, like, Inner like energy att attracts like energy, really. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, what what led you to believe that? Personal experience, like the more like just because. So it's a weird phenomena that a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like uh, if we're talking about something, like your cell phone's gonna pick it up, and then all of a sudden you're gonna get an ad for it. I feel like it's kind of the same thing, but on a bigger cosmic level. Like if we were, I don't know, maybe we'll see. The things that we're talking about today, I bet you within an hour, 24 hours, it will somehow like coalesce or manifest or something like that. It'll be really? weird, but you'll wow. see. Yeah. Weird law of attraction thing. It's great. It's good. And it's also, you get what you you know put out. Right. Well, will you tell me about that? Let me know. Of course. Says. Of course. <laughs> Same, same. You know what? It's yeah. I, I, you know, I don't really think about it all that much, but I think that you are right 
in that what you focus on, what you tend to focus on, and that is, you know, that's just energy, that's vibration. Um, you do start to attract these things because like, for the longest time, I thought I, I didn't really have these kinds of experiences that we're going to talk about, you know, your experiences. Um, and I didn't have them for a long time. And then I started the show and it was just the strangest thing, like, because I was no, maybe I was noticing it. And that's yeah. what I thought, like, that's why I was like seeing it and having these experiences or, or, you know, maybe just because I was just matching that vibration. Finally, that's why, oh, all of a sudden it's just, you know, ever present in my life. I kind of, I, I mean, it's a theory, but I have a, I tend to believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, and I think a lot of people would um, agree with you. So, um, yeah, well, let's let's just jump right in because sure. I'm, I'm very excited. So, yes, <laughs> you, you did mention before we started recording that you have a bunch of just personal paranormal experiences, supernatural experiences. Um, just uh, I would say just go for it. Let's let's get okay. into the stories. Well, maybe you'll be able to assist me to figure out what it was or what they were, because, sure. I mean, you have more experience. And so. I didn't have any, so uh, there's, what? how many are there? Hold on, there's that one. And okay, so this one is at the same place. It happened in the same location. And then I have another one that, well, the bookstore. And then I have another one that's not mine, but something that uh, an investigator, I heard from an investigator, a story that's uh, about uh, here in Hollywood. So, okay, first, number one is in college, there's this house um, that a bunch of students lived in. It used to be, it used to be an old orphanage and was run by nuns. And uh, so it had like a big main house and a bunch of like guest houses and stuff around it. And apparently the people that lived there, it was all college students. So when my friend uh, lived there and when I would go over to visit him, I would notice there was like a front gate that went around the whole perimeter of the place. And when you walked in, no, no matter what, time of day it was day or night there was like an area that just the temperature for me and maybe a couple of my other friends noticed it too plummeted like sun's out it's 85 degrees temperature just dropped and it always got like a creepy feeling so when i would get to that part i would like dart like as fast as i could like let me get out of here <laughs> so that's the one thing but uh with this also with this house my friend was like, hey, uh, let's go. Uh, he wanted to play video games and he invited a couple of us, of us over to his place at night. So this is where I get sketch. Uh, and no children live in this location, but a lot of the tenants would say they would hear uh, crying, kids crying at night, which was scary. Uh, so when we were at his place, I was like, oh, it's late. I got to go. Da, da, da. And my friend was playing with him the video game. And they were like, oh, just a second. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wait downstairs. So I left by myself his room, his dorm part that's in this rickety old cavity place. And I was walking out. I looked and there was like three floors. And I just, something was calling my attention. And I looked and there was like a, a stairway that went like three ways up and so the next floor i was on the second floor the third floor i saw two kids that were like hanging over the edge of the thing like oh art away <laughs> and i was like oh and i'm like oh shit and then i was like oh this place it's this place i because of the things i had heard or whatever but i definitely saw two small children leap back and like hide oh. 
And then I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I told my friend, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be outside at the car. <laughs> I'm not here anymore. And they were like, okay, yeah, I'll be there in a second. So that was that location. So if you have any clarity on those kind of things, that's mm-hmm. one. Okay. Okay. Before, before you move on, I, I mean, yeah. obviously, let the thing that obviously jumps out at me is it was an old orphanage. Okay. So people are hearing crying. You saw these kids. Um, yeah. And it just makes me think about this. I, I think in the paranormal world, they, they tend to argue about what is the most important factor as far as like what sucks up energy is it the location is it because you know something horrible or horrific happened in the past and so it like imprints just on the space is it the people that are there that are sensitive to that kind of stuff and attract that stuff so i don't don't have any answers for you but i literally got chills my eyes started watering a little bit Well, that's good to know. I'll, those are good. I like those different uh, choices mm-hmm. uh, or different options of what it like to kind of explain. Uh, and I think it's interesting. Well, so that was my first, uh, I was like 20 something. That was like my first paranormal experience. And I just kind of was like, don't want to think about it. Move on with my life. However, a couple years later, uh, another group of friends and I, we had traveled to New York. And I want to say this is like 2004, 2003. And when we were, uh, we took the subway to go to the downtown part and we got off at where the World Trade Center had been. And I remember it was like New Year's Eve time. We were there for New Year's Eve. Da, 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 da. But it was cold. But when we got off on that exit, I remember the temperature just being like, like I was in Alaska or someplace that was super cold, more than when I had just been walking on the street, like all bundled up in the cold New York wind it just was even more colder to me and it kind of to me triggered that memory of that other experience I just told you about about that cold space and I this could all be stuff in my head because I had known what had happened there but that's just a feeling or a sense that I got when I was there because then when we moved on from that area we're exploring different areas the temperature was not the same as it had been there Okay. 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 So you're, you're very sensitive. Yeah. I, I mean, to temperatures. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know, not, not everybody notices that or, or puts much like stock or credence into that. I, I think it's just yet another piece of evidence. If you put it all together with like other things that happen, it, it's definitely part of the puzzle. There is something kind of like the different explanations you were giving. There is something I've kind of been learning about. I don't know if it's energy, but it's like healing uh, trauma in people. And it was something that this author was, the author and doctor was explaining was like when animals go through a traumatic experience, uh, and this includes humans, there's like obviously fight or flight. Uh, and there's a couple other, but one of them is freeze. There's like a freeze response that we kind of naturally do. And I'm sure everyone can recall doing that at some moment in their life when something traumatic is happening. And his explanation was that it's, it's a way that we've just been engineered so that we know like incoming death or gore or explicit pain is incoming. And so our soul kind of like not escapes, but detracts from our body so that we won't have to fully experience the incoming horrificness. So that makes me think of 
situations where I'm feeling like uh, the temperature thing is that those areas had certain things happen that that happened and like it's still left like unresolved. Okay. If there's the energy thing like that. But then he's the author was also saying that like, like he was exactly saying like a cheetah chasing a baby gazelle and when it trips up the gazelle and the gazelle falls and it's about to die, it does this thing. But then if by some miracle or whatever, the baby gazelle gets away somehow, once it gets free, animals, ducks, all kinds of animals do this thing where they like shake after they've had a traumatic thing. And that's what kind of brings their spirit, their soul back into them. Uh, so they, they can continue and they won't be having that trauma in them because us as humans, we kind of don't know about that tick or trick. Uh, mm -hmm. So we kind of, not that our soul is outside of our body all the time, but we don't release the trauma from this certain incident. And so it stays in us and then it manifests in like different medical problems or issues or anxiety or, you know, like horrible mental things like da, 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 da. So I thought that was interesting because to me, that kind of made sense for maybe why there's some paranormal type things mm. that are in certain areas because there's just like something happened and like some energy wise, something happened here. Because I also will say to take us back, I'm talking a lot. To no, take us please. Back, like, acting stuff. I've always noticed when I have been in theaters, there's a very strong energy level in theaters. And I know it's because people have reenacted or acted like traumatic or loving or like a, a rageful experiences. And that energy kind of stays there. There's a very, uh, there's some kind of energy in theaters because yeah. of human emotion that's been repeated over there, all kinds of different things. So it's something along those lines. And I don't have the answers and I don't know what, but it's something's telling me it's like, there's something in there. There's no, you're, in you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there, there is something so palpable when you step into a theater. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's not everywhere in the theater. Like when you step onto the stage, especially if it's, if it's empty, you know, if it's dark, you know, yeah, closed yeah. house and you can really pick it up. It is just so, totally. ooh, and, and oftentimes, I don't know if they just keep the theaters this way, but there is a drop in temperature as well. I have noticed that oh, it's like, as yeah. soon as you step through the door, it's like, whew. <laughs> the way but, I, yeah, I know that, what you're talking about. I used to, one of my, the way I kind of like paid for theater school was to be like a the janitor cleaner. So I used to clean the different theaters and I that's where I would notice it a lot because I would be there obviously at night or when like no one else is there and it's whatever but I would always be like whoa something happened here like whatever scenes or whatever was going on and like something something happened like I could feel it I don't know so can we like after we've gone through these intense emotions or we've had a trauma or whatever like you know I don't want to make light of it but like is is it as simple as like we need to just shake shake it off like what is what what do we do the author had said that there was the one patient that he was seeing that had uh, horrible anxiety her whole life, like crippling anxiety. Like sometimes she couldn't even leave the house when it would act up and stuff. And so when he was treating her, she was on the couch and he was talking with her and she uh, started going into the panic mode. And he, because he had been studying these animal things, he said, I forget what her name was, but he said to her, like as she's laying there, like he's like, hey, a tiger just jumped out of the bushes and it's running towards us. We have to run and get up that tree over there to get safe. And without questioning like where she was, like I'm in a, your office, 
her body laying on the couch started like the motions of like kicking her legs and moving her feet to run mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she was like crying panicking da, da, da. and he was like and she was like climbing a thing in her head and when she got to to where he thought blah 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 he's like you're safe you're safe you made it and then after that it was like an intense 15 20 minutes of her like detoxing bawling crying getting it all out and she didn't necessarily shake mm-hmm. but it was like the physical mm movement of that pent-up energy that did it and then so and then what she he found out later was that I guess when she was five or something she had to have like a emergency surgery on her teeth and nobody really explained to her at that age what exactly was gonna happen she just was like held down and strapped to a table with like no anesthesia or whatever and like they took their teeth out so she had like her soul probably like this whoa I'm getting out of here for this and then somehow you know drifted back but never resolved that tension or that energy that she had until then and then like i don't want to say that cured her but it improved her you know like her uh, anxiety attacks or whatever yeah yeah Ooh. so i think it's different for every individual i think it would be a different whatever the thing was i think it would be different mm-hmm. what i think is yeah maybe thing. maybe it's maybe it's just like subjective like that like for every person it, it it might be a little bit different technique that you use but there's there's got to be something and i i wish it were just more yeah. clear cut than that because i do think that 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 pent up like heavy energy in the dark and the anger and and all of that it does cause disease you know yeah. and chronic things yeah um yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you couldn't uh, convince me otherwise. Well, what uh, what were you saying? Uh, there was an investigator that told you a story of of something that creepy happened in Hollywood. Yeah, so there's a place on Sunset Boulevard. Our story with our Sam French, the bookstore on Sunset Boulevard, was that I think one of the our employees died there. Oh, the older man. So every once in a while at night there would be like those creepy sounds or like books coming off shelves all by their own or like creaks on the steps that went up to like the loft area that mm-hmm. we would, me and other employees would hear and be like, that's him. Like we just kind of were like, well, he's still like da, 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 looking around. So yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, but I never saw anything, but just those sounds and like those things that happened. That's that bookstore part. I want to hear yours. The other one was, the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard had has a, you know, the area where people go to see the comedy. Mm-hmm. And then it has like a basement area downstairs. And at night, this is like 10, 15 years ago, at night, they had a watchman. And he was a Vietnam veteran. So he had seen a lot and been through a lot of things. And he was their night guard, night security guard, overnight security guard. And... One night he <clears throat> had heard this sound coming from like the basement area. So he went to go see what it was. And I guess it had like, it has a, a stairway that goes like, like a narrow stairway that goes down to mm-hmm. a door that mm-hmm. opens into the area. So he was with this flashlight and he's like coming around and he hears like this scratching sound of the door that maybe from like the other side. And so he's shining his light on it and he's like, the hell? And he's like, huh? And then it kind of intensified and the door had the, I don't know what you call that word or that beam that goes like. Oh, that, that locks it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's on the outside. So he, the scratching part stopped, but then the door from the inside started like, 
like pushing out and bending the thing. So at this point, he was like, oh, hell no. I don't want to mess <laughs> with this. And before he could do anything about it, he dropped his flashlight or, of course, or something. And it went dark. And he, when he got his bearings to see, like, how to get out of there, he looked that direction and he said in front of where the door had been pressing, uh, even darker shadow was like, like coming together, materializing and like a very tall humanoid shape. And he got the worst heebie-jeebie, creepy crawlies, hair standing on it, everything. And he booked it out of there so fast <laughs> and quit and was like, I'm never going back there. I'm not doing that job ever again. <laughs> and that took a lot for him to do that because he was like experienced in like horrible things. So he was like, nope, that's not for me. <laughs> so the owners took that to heart and uh, hired a private uh, a paranormal investigator and some other people to come like investigate uh, because they didn't want this to keep happening, obviously. And when, the parent, when they went down to investigate, the paranormal investigator, when they walked into the room, collapsed, like, like just fell down on the ground and was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't feel my legs. Oh my God. Da, da, and like, was just laying prone on the floor. And the other people were like, oh my God, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And the owner later, when they helped them out or whatever, said that that space, maybe in the 20s or the 30s, had been like a mafia house where they would take people down to the basement and like mm -hmm. all bats on oh, their knees or like do bad things down in the basement area. Mm -hmm. So they, they weren't like forthcoming with the security guard about the <laughs> that information. <laughs> but I guess when the paranormal investigators went to investigate, they kind of were like, yeah, this does have a history here. And so that's oh, something wow. that creeped me the hell out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's just it's haunted Hollywood. And yeah. there's so many buildings uh, in, in that area specifically that have these really intense, in-depth histories to them. You know, they, they they weren't always it wasn't always the comedy story. It was it was this before that and that before that and that before that. And then and then there didn't even used to be a road there. You know, it was just like all orange trees and, you know, whatnot. Right. But you know that goes back to like you know is it i wonder if it's the location and it's it's soaking up this energy because i would imagine if it was a, a mafia you know hold, oh. hold up hold up place um there, there was some stuff things happened yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh the person that fell down and was like eh, you know like they were being held down or it's very it's very dramatic was it was it zach baggins didn't they go and investigate the comedy store at one point I don't know. Maybe was it? Oh, what? I don't know if that was the name of the person that told me, but uh, it's possible. I'm sure many people have gone there because it has that history and other places in Hollywood. Zach yeah. Baggins. You don't. Don't you don't know who that is? Mm -mm. Oh, uh, Ghost Adventures, the show. Uh, Never heard of it. Maybe. Oh, okay. It's the All like right. night cam stuff going in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah I, I seem to recall some group went to the I think it was the comedy store and it was right after or like a year after what was his name Brody Stevens passed away um he was he was a really great comic yeah um I don't know they they said they made contact I I don't know I don't oh. know 
that's crazy yeah it was it was a strange show <laughs> all right um yeah well you were saying like you wanted to hear my story of the of yeah. say i'm french but I, I don't really have any like specific things that happened there there was just that uh because i had heard about the old uh gentleman who who used to work there and you know he was he was beloved by all and and he he died i didn't know that he might have died there i was not aware of that um but yeah just it's it's a really old building old you know the yeah. stone floors the original walls all that very old and whenever you had to close up at night especially like if if it was down to like you and like one other person there was just a you didn't notice it during the day when it was bustling and actors going in and out but you know at night when it got real quiet and the doors were locked and sunset boulevard quieted down there was just a real weird energy there oh. yeah yeah i never heard the the footsteps on the stairs though yes i mean it could be the building settling too i mean there's always <laughs> explanations for things but it specifically was always from the stairs so yeah. like the stairs were settling a lot it, it could have been the cockroaches because they they were big they were big yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just made me think of the place that i worked at next door the restaurant had a oh, very yeah. sordid history too so that place was haunted as well because <clears throat> i don't know if you recall but the lady that used to run that bar restaurant she had like three sons and like obviously everything comes with a story but <clears throat> one of them threw himself off the roof and committed suicide there and so that one i think is still on those premises because always like closing up there late at night around three or four in the morning when i would had to be there alone closing that place up there was such an, an unsettling feeling not always but uh a couple times i remember one time i was in the office upstairs by myself and i had this very strong oh i have a shit other scary thing strong feeling of someone behind me and I knew everyone had gone for the night and I remember just being like don't look don't look don't look don't look just keep doing your thing get the computer thing going you just gotta get out of here really quick da, 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 da. and at some point I had to get up and leave that way but I think I had psyched myself up enough to not look but it took everything in me to finally get up and like eyes at the floor and like walk out of there and I feel like there was something else other people would see a woman in the bathroom in the women's restroom and no one was like in there. I don't know. It just that whole little area. Mm -hmm. And then here's my last story. And then uh, this one is strange. So I was spending the night at a friend's house and everything was fine. And I was uh, sound asleep, but around like three or four in the morning, I had this very... I'm a lightsaber, but I had this very odd feeling that someone else was in the room. But I'm casual, like, it's not my house, so, like, I don't know what's going on here. So uh, I, I woke up and looked, but no, one's in, no one else is there. But I felt something to my right. And it didn't feel good, but I was also tired, and I didn't want to, like, I I'm not the most bravest or most adventurous, or whatever, so I was not going to fight some spirit <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i just like i'm not gonna think about it and i just rolled over onto my side like to face away from it and was laying there and then i'm like i'm just gonna go back to sleep like it, whatever it is will go away da, 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 da. but here's the kicker here's what was very strange to me is that i got a, a word came to my head very vividly very clearly 
uh, when this happened, but it didn't really mean anything to me. It sounded like, le, 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 but it was like Osmodeus. I don't know, something like. Like a name. Greek or Latin or like a mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever. I don't know what that is. Or, you know, like it doesn't, blah, blah, blah. I fell back asleep. But then in the morning, I remembered that name or that uh, word. So I like was Googling like and different spellings and stuff, something. And the one thing that did come up was pretty terrifying because it was the name of some kind of like demon or uh, nightmare, something, something, something. So nothing happened. Nothing bad happened. I don't feel like I'm possessed or like anything like that, but <laughs> it just was random to me that I would, that that word came into my brain, which I had no idea what it was, what it meant or anything just out of nowhere. So after feeling like a weird, like energy, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's it. So that's all my paranormal (laughs) for now. You know what? It just, it never ceases to amaze me. Um, uh, The the folks that I have asked to come on the show and they're like, you know, I got a couple of things. I I didn't, nothing really happened. And then you tell the coolest stories. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if something more exciting happened, I maybe, but. <laughs> I don't know, just uh, just random uh, experiences. I think there's a lot of cool stuff out there. There's a lot yeah. of fun things out there. So yeah, you know, and and it's it's a testament to like because not everybody is going to have a ton of you know it, it's not just like from sun up to sundown like oh you know the if the paranormal's real it's going to be happening blah 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 no it's <laughs> like I think it's mu- much like you everybody if you're paying attention or if you're if you're aware you know have a certain level of awareness these things just kind of randomly are gonna pop up and you'll always think back on these events you know these these just alone events that happen to you and you're like oh that that was a strange unexplainable thing or you know a name popped up in my head that just happened to be like one of the biggest demon names that there is hello <laughs> um yeah. That was more scary the morning after when I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, why? Where? What? Yeah. Mm. Well, I wonder just because nothing like happened to you at that point. I wonder if it was, uh, you know, if it was something standing there, if it was meant to be an intimidating thing rather than this is my name. I don't know. I don't Strange. know. I was too bored to deal with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, before we uh, round out the show, so I noticed um, on on your social medias, you you are very much into um, like like vibrational and and light energy things, and just uh, you know that's why I called you a peace seeker at, at the beginning of this because you're you're very much like you know love one another and and, and all of that. I'm just wondering if you can kind of speak to that a little bit, like like your journey, how that journey has been for you why did that start have you always been that way like what are your beliefs with energy and vibration and all of that uh I don't think I've always been I maybe have always kind of been sensitive but I don't know if that's the right word to describe it but I definitely think I had uh I think I was more aware of it as a child but then I think growing into adulthood I think it kind of got distanced from me or I got a little more separated from like uh, maybe that inner kind of guidance type of thing mm-hmm. but then I had I kind of had a rough breakup and a rough relationship that kind of left me uh feeling lost and in the dark 
And I remember, I don't know if you remember, there's like a, I had a very strong impulse one day to go to this area that's on uh, the Miracle Mile, I'm not sure, where there's a bunch, it's like an art installation that has like a bunch of uh, street lamps or like, mm-hmm. you know, old school gas street lamps, like like maybe like 500 of them all together, which mm-hmm. is really beautiful. But something in me was like calling me to go, it was like, you need the light right now. You need some kind of light. And that's the only thing I could think of because it was getting dark and I was like, oh, I need to be something in me. I need to, be, I'm like, a, maybe I was a moth in like a past life and I need to like <laughs> find my light. I don't know. But I went there and when that happened, it just felt very right or very, uh, it felt good. So then I just decided from that point on, maybe in order to climb out of where I had been, I needed to start trusting my personal impulses Mm -hmm. or my inner guidance system a little bit more than I had been recently. And I think we all do as kids, but I think something comes along, maybe just me, something came along that kind of distanced me from really tapping into myself Mm -hmm. and what I what I wanted to do or like uh, you know like what I said following my impulses and then with that so along with that came like uh, learning from other people that like the law of attraction thing or like kind of like setting your vibration I'm talking so much woo 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 words right now <laughs> uh, I feel like this is like this is the LA guy I uh, like woo 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 words let me think clearly um when you kind of get in touch with your inner self uh it's like that inner child that is always rooting for you always there for you always thinks the good things are coming to you always thinks anything is possible paranormal stuff you know whatever uh and when you kind of tap into that you get a momentum going or you kind of get like maybe it's the law of attraction thing but you set like a certain vibration that all that stuff starts attracting. And so all the little things that you're thinking about, like I was saying earlier at the beginning, they just start materializing or appearing. And it's just crazy. And I think it's because when I, for myself, when I've gotten to that point, and I do a lot of meditation to help quiet my mind to get there. It just starts easily, effortlessly flowing to mm-hmm. me. And I am shocked and surprised at how easy it is. And then I have days where <laughs> the news or something like s- spins me out of control. There's another LA thing. I call it like surfing. I feel like once you get in the zone of surfing, you're like, you're, you're just in a zone of like r- catching the wave, riding the wave, getting back on, getting another one. Da, 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 da. And then there's some moments where you fall off and you feel uh, uh, hard on yourself or negative or whatever, but you just got to get back on the surfboard and keep uh, trying to get in the right zone to catch that way to keep mm-hmm. riding that moment. So that's, that's, I mean, that's that answer the question. Cause that's <laughs> yeah. so convoluted. No, no, no. It, it did answer the question. Um, I just, uh, I, I think maybe I'm, I'm jealous of that awareness to be, cause I know what you're talking about when you talk about, you know, like the the surfing metaphor, like when when you're you're catching the wave and you're on the board and everything's great and you know it's bam 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 bam. It's so it can be so yeah. easy and then and then you get knocked off or you fall off or whatever. Um, I get the difference between that zone and you know the horrible days that you have or or you know you get bad news and and or just the days that nothing goes right. You know, like those yeah. and and you get sucked back into 
I don't want to call it the matrix, but like just the matrix of just existing and next step, next step, you know, and not really having that awareness anymore and, and just being in that vibration, I guess. I, I don't know yeah. how else to explain it, but because I always have to pull myself back to there. I always have to remind myself, be present, get back, get back into feeling that way and, and thinking that way and being open to things, get back there because I, so we all so easily effortlessly just go back into that mind numbing kind of, this is the day today. This is the, you know, like just existing. But I also think it's very easy to get back. It's easier than we put all the weight of how hard it is to get yeah. back to the road. We just psych ourselves out on thinking it's too hard to get back there. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Easiest thing. It does take practice or like uh, like a gym, like you just have to kind of work on it because it's not something we've I've ever been taught or no one ever said to me clearly would be way beneficial uh, to our health, uh, to everything. But it's just something that I guess you have to come upon on your own because that's probably the best way because if it's handed to you. I like that you're working on it though. That's good. That's a good start. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a journey of, of years in the making and yeah. I haven't, haven't quite gotten there yet, but um, yeah, I, I, I like that you meditate. You, you do it regularly too. And, and do you think that that's, that's a big help in keeping yourself like making it so easy? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but a hundred percent. Wonderful. All right. Well, I, I, you know what, I think that's a great place to kind of round us out to our ending here. So I've got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. And then, and then a fun thing I've designed specifically for you, my friend. So first question, uh, what has been your biggest takeaway from all experiences that you've had with the paranormal, with the supernatural, with anything liminal, working with energy, biggest takeaway? Um, the biggest takeaway is, I guess, a sense of wonderment or awe. Awe is a better word. Awe at the unexplainable, the, you know, what's going on. Like this whole conversation was like trying to figure out, blah, blah, blah. but I think what's valuable is that all those experiences always filled me, maybe scared a little bit, but like the sense of awe. Okay. No, I like that. Uh, all right. Uh, you went through a couple of years of intense chaos being at ground zero of something. You know what I'm talking about the last few years. Yeah. And I'm curious, how can people find peace in chaos? <laughs> uh, that's a whole other uh, podcast. To talk about that <laughs> whole experience <clears throat> because child, let me tell you. <laughs> The things I learned, uh, that was my Vietnam experience because there was, I felt after that, like there was like so many things I saw on the front lines that I was like, whoa, this is not cool. This is not, anyway, but let's not get into that today. Okay, so the question was how, oh, this is my, this helped me during that time and all the time. And it's kind of what I was touching base on earlier. <clears throat> I, it's like gonna be towards a question to you. How do you find your stability in an unstable world? Ooh, okay. I don't know the answer to that. Which is fine. Uh, because you can't ask the world to change to grant you stability because it won't. So how do you find your stability in an unstable world? 
and the answer or the advice or the guidance is to get in touch with your inner guidance system, your inner self, because it has always been stable and has always been there for you and it will always continue to be. This uh, this interview took on a whole like just right turn like <laughs> away from what I thought we were going to be talking about. This is wonderful. Just wonderful. Thank you, Tim. Um, all right. I'll just do one more. The, the, the thing I have designed for you specifically, okay. uh, it, it's uh, being an actor. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a word association game for you. Oh. Okay. Supernatural edition. So I'll say a word and just first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. Sasquatch. Scary. Hatman. Hatman or Batman? Hatman. Hatman? Fedora? (laughs) (laughs) Poltergeist. I never saw it. Rougarou. Rougarou, like something Dr. Seuss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, Halloween. Ah, enjoyment. Ghost. Peaceful. UFO. Strange. Zach Baggins. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't I'm gonna have to look up who that is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I think that is gonna do it for our conversation today. This has been fun. This has been so Thank fun and very reminiscent of how we used to chat back in the day. It's true. Um so uh where would you like my listeners to find you if they want to learn more or get in touch, anything like that? Um uh, on Instagram. Uh, or if they like uh, Instagram, I think my thing is Bohemian Tim, and then I'm on Facebook too, just as my name is Tim Cultus. So I just have those. I don't have all the other ones yet. I'm trying to limit my screen time to more meditation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, another, good luck. That's yeah, trick is if you do meditate, or because every night you go to sleep, it's like an instant reset on your bad being in the matrix computer even if you take a nap it kind of resets you so in the morning try to this is me being like right now try and avoid touching your phone first thing in the morning try and do something that's going to reconnect you walk be right whatever something like that uh first because mm. the phone to me I, I always fell off the surfboard when i grabbed my phone first to just to see what time it was and then i got this notification that that always took me away from where i needed to get originally so that's just a tip wonderful well i I mean i was i was going to ask you that might be it but uh, did you have a final thought that you'd like to leave us with that that That. (laughs) okay (laughs) all right very cool thank you so much tim thank you so much for coming on my pleasure namaste namaste Thank you to Tim for joining me on today's show. It was so great to hear and see you again, my friend. Head over to Instagram and Facebook and give him a follow and let him know your thoughts about uh, his stories and experiences. He will love that. Before we wrap, a special thank you and hello to the new followers on YouTube, dudes. Uh, The feedback and the comments, I'm loving them. I'm loving seeing them keep them coming. If you have not checked out the video versions of these episodes yet, head over to YouTube and give them a watch. Um, I swear to you, I promise you, I do have a face. I'm not just a voice in the darkness. While you're over there, subscribe to the channel. Click the bell icon so you get notified whenever a new episode drops. And of course, 
You can always connect with me on any social at Paranorm Girl Pod. Shoot me a message, paranormgirlpod at gmail.com. So many ways to connect, so little time. On a serious note, I really, sincerely, always appreciate hearing from you guys, and uh, your feedback is always very appreciated. That, of course, is going to be a wrap for today's show. Join me next week for something a bit different than the usual Paranorm Girl Fair. <laughs> I have been stupid giddy about this one since I knew it was coming. I will be talking Bigfoot with Tim and Dana Halloran, the hosts of the Bigfoot Influencers podcast. Crazy cool, and I cannot wait. Until then, as always, stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open.